Auto Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, taxi, RV, camper, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A special hello to all of you listening in on one of our affiliate stations and, of course, the podcast. You can always go to TalkZone.com and rest assured it's posted usually, I'd say, within two, three days of the airing of this program. And, of course, then you can simply get the app. You can listen in on the Conspiracy Show app. And uh, the Conspiracy Show app, of course, you can go back and listen to our audio archives. And for those of you joining us on our HOA, our Hangout On Air uh, if you want to uh, stream this program live on YouTube, it's very simple. Just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S as in Simon, Y-R-E-T-T, Rich, at Richard Serrett, and go to the top or near the top of the feed, and you'll find a tweet containing an HOA link. just says HOA in big capital letters. Just click on it, and you're in. And you get to see this in all its glory. Sorry. <laughs> Can't do much about that. Um, what else did I want to... Oh, so anyway, however you're listening and wherever you're listening, I bid the uh, the finest of welcomes. And I, uh, I welcome for your tremendous company. Uh, Ian Robertson is here. Ian, your um, what's your rockabilly band's name again? I keep forgetting. The Grease Marks. The Grease Marks. Yeah. You've got two. What's the other one called? Uh, the Ruthless Ones. The Ruthless Ones and the Grease Marks. Yeah. All right. And uh, are you playing? Are you gigging anywhere around town? We need yeah, to we're know playing about? the Great Hall on January twenty first. The Great Hall. That's on King Street um, uh, West. It's on Queen Street. Near, Queen Street. Uh, Lansdowne, I believe. Queen and Lansdowne. I know the the venue. It's a yeah. it's a beautiful old building. Yeah, it's the a Great, Great Hall. Hall. Now, who's playing there, the Grease Marks or the Ruthless Ones? Grease Marks. What happens if uh, the two bands are, like, booked in two separate uh, venues? <laughs> I try to do my best with the calendars. <laughs> All right, you run across across town, and you play uh, guitar? Yeah. It's not a Flying V. Gibson guitar, is it? No. no. I know, I and tell a you. a Telecaster. A Telecaster. Ah, all right. And you play Rockabilly? Yeah. Both bands? No. The other band's a punk ska band. A punk ska band. Yeah, if you can imagine the clash, that's what we are. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the Grease Marks or the Ruthless Ones? Which one is, is ska? Oh, Ruthless Ones. The Ruthless Ones. All right, now give us the date again for the Great Hall. January 21st. Jan 21st, the Great Hall here in Toronto. That's Queen Street and Lansdowne. And what time? Uh, midnight. Midnight. There's a bunch of bands playing. It's going to be a good night. All right. Yeah. What do you just pay at the door? Yep. All right. And cheap beer. I'm guessing. All right, behave yourself. All right, and uh, Albert Venzel, my uh, sometimes uh, remote viewer and my very capable story producer. Albert, do you have anything to plug? Are you playing the Sands next week or, or uh, Yuck Yucks or something? What are you doing? Uh, no. <laughs> Just hanging out. Just hanging out. All right. And uh, my intern who uh, helps produce my weekly radio feature, Strange Planet, and uh, a former student of mine at Durham College Broadcasting. I picked him out of thousands. He was uh, very, he's a very capable young man. Ryan White, good to see you. You as well, as always. Thank you. Now, you're a YouTuber or something, aren't you? You're a gamer. Yeah, I stream fairly regularly on Twitch.tv. So Twitch. 
see my TV. streams there. What do you and and what do you uh, what do you stream? I stream you... some old Nintendo 64 video game play. Oh, get out of town! Oh yeah, it's always a great time. Always have uh, some some nice people coming to check it out. And uh... you get a big audience online for that. Oh yeah, a few, a few hundred people usually. Yeah. And so they're watching you what play Pong by Coleco or something. Play, play Goldeneye or Mario or Zelda, and uh, yeah, it's a great time. Good for you. So so how do you how do people watch you on Twitch.tv? Well, similarly, you you were mentioning how to check out your Twitter. You just go to for me, you go to twitch.tv slash r white, like the color, and goose, like the Canadian bird. And uh, you'll find me there. Do it again, please. R white goose, just as it sounds. R white goose. Yes, on twitch.tv. There you go. All right. See, other people have things going on, Albert. Come on now. Got to get something to, to, uh, to plug on the show. All right. You know, it's uh, that time of the program or that time of the year when we kind of look ahead to 2017 and, uh, you know, try to read the tea leaves. Well, I could try, but I wouldn't get anywhere. Uh, That's not my my profession. But uh, this gentleman, uh, this is his profession. Few do it better. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. He is uh, known as a trans clairvoyant, a spiritual healer, teacher, published author. Uh, His latest books include... Conversations with the Akashic Record and a brand new book, uh, Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. He's also known as Canada's Edgar Casey and the Man with X-Ray Eyes. Uh, he demonstrates many of the abilities studied, studied by noetic sciences, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, prediction, and prophecy. And he is one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year to you, Richard. It's uh, my first time on the uh, uh, Hangout on Air uh, through the computer. I got my speakerphone over here going, so this is all new technology to, uh, to me. I hope it works. Of course it works. Of course it works. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, now, you missed out on our, our What's in the Box segment, and um, uh, next time we get you on, we're gonna, you're going to participate in that. I know you're, you're tired. We caught you sort of, uh, um, you know, race, you had to race home from another venue, and you've been teaching your course. Uh, and so, but, but I'm going to put the arm on you. Next time we have you on, we'll, uh, we'll get you involved in our What's in the Box. But i got to tell you, Albert, who has been studying the protocols of remote viewing, and I, I, I hate to tell tales out of school, Albert, but Albert needs some help. He's like one for ten. Um, what is El- You know, I know what Albert's doing wrong because I've talked to you about this. He doesn't allow the object to sort of form in his mind. He just blurts out an answer. He goes, oh, it's a candlestick. And I say, Albert, just talk about the, the shape and the texture. Don't, don't guess. Right? That's what he's doing wrong. Well, um, since we've uh, uh, been on my show and we started this a couple of years ago, this same remote viewing experiment every week on my blog talk show, you did exceptionally well. And that's exactly right. Uh, Intellectually, when you jump, uh, you're going from the contemplative mind to the rational mind. And what you want to do is get in the middle or the middle mind. And that's the mind that allows the clairvoyance or the clear seeing to uh, take place. And I heard the show earlier where you have something in a box, right? Right, right. It's, well, a, it's a humidor. Show, show the, uh, the folks the box again. It's, it's an old cigar humidor. Okay. Well, that is the first mistake. Why? Because you're now sending somebody to look for a thing in a box. 
it's dark in there, and the first thing that the mind would see would be a box. What you want is uh, somebody like me who does the x-ray vision where you're looking inside something. Well, isn't that what remote viewing is, though? And I always do it. I put it on the corner of my desk, and I put it in plain view. It's not... uh, um, I don't have the hang-up, a hangout, rather, but it's in plain view, and I look at it, and I can see it, and anybody uh, coming remote viewing can see it. So it's kind of like you're saying, I want you to go somewhere with your intuitive mind and view something, and then you're going to hide it. So it's my fault. That's the first mistake. It's my fault. No, no, okay, well, <laughs> what you should do is put it somewhere where Albert can't see it. Right. <laughs> you know, in a closet, uh, someplace where it's out in the open, not concealed. Well, and yeah, but I thought, excuse me, Douglas, but I thought I thought that was the whole idea with remote viewing, that that, that you're supposed to be able to detect things that are hidden from view. So nope. let's, let's say, for example, you were trying to find a hostage. Uh, you're trying to find something and it's in the ground, or you're trying to look in somebody's uh, chest, as I do, and I'm very famous for it. Right. They have some problem in their heart. You are going, uh, the vision goes like this, okay, to be... Now that we have this television sort of thing, the vision's like this. And so when you get to the box, you stop it. I remember on one of our shows, it was snowstorming outside. And the snow was blowing. This is on Hamilton Beach, the Mini Mansion Center. And a lady called in, and she described the object on my desk as one of those little ornaments that has a lot of snowflakes inside when you shake it. Ah, she was seeing the snow outside. She was seeing the snow outside. It was looking from above the mansion down at the center, and she said, I see a little house, and it's in a snowstorm. She was actually absolutely correct, because she was viewing it from above, which in this situation, people who practice remote viewing, you're going to see something. So I would take it out of the box, and I would, a couple of pointers, don't make it complicated, have one color and one shape. That little airplane you had tonight, I saw it as purple something when, when you were talking, and it looked like this to me, okay? It was it was mismatched, so I couldn't make it out. The point being was that, well, is it purple or blue? It's gray. It's, okay, blue, gray, gray, blue, purple. See, that's, if you get it to a, a specific color, and that one you did so fantastic on my show right. was we had a little travel clock, like about this, size of a donut, and you actually said it looks like a donut, and you could see it as an orangey color. You weren't, it wasn't red, it wasn't color, it was kind of orange, and it was, it was off. It's the one you get at the dollar store, which is kind of like a, a rosy red color, or orange. And then you went further, and you said you saw white and some black lines. You were right. actually looking at the face of the clock. That's right. See that, Albert? Did- I was brilliant. <laughs> you were amazing. I, I was ready to hang up the shingle and let my clients go over and see you. After. That's right. And then I retired after that. Oh, uh, one for one. <laughs> it's amazing. But, uh, again, Albert's copying the experiment. Don't hide it. Put it, on a, put it in a plain view and then send people to a specific location. I didn't hear you say, it's on my desk, it's the corner. You just said, look. Well, that's not good enough. You have to say, look here, and the subconscious or middle mind now has direction. The other way is to say, like, okay, tell me something about myself. Wow, a person is like a universe. 
we talk about that in the Akashic uh, Records about this. Every, there's comments that we made about everybody at the end of the session, and we basically said to the intuitive mind, which is in a sleep state or sleeping meditation, tell us something about this person. But it was specific to that person. And this whole book has generic information specifically to people, but it's about them in a general view. So in that instance, it was specific, and it let people see things. Okay. You tell somebody to go look at something, you say, look here at the corner of my desk or on the shelf, make Albert, you know, wear a blinder or something that he, he, he can't see it when you put, you know, hide it or put it out of, out of his view. But be specific. Send them to that thing and then make it I, one color. I gotcha. All right. The shape that's simple. Triangulars, rectangulars, circles. And then what will happen is, as we teach the course, which I did in Hamilton, how that would be like in your case, Peter Ross, Peter, certain Paul Solomon, or myself, last of the Sleeping Prophets, is that the person goes and colors the shape form in the view. Got it. Okay, I got a break, Douglas. The takeaway here is, it's all my fault. Albert, mea culpa. My fault. We'll, uh, we'll remedy that. Except now, you know, I love that title for the segment, What's in the Box? Now I got to say, what's over here on the corner of the desk, but you still can't see it? That <laughs> doesn't quite work. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure it out. Sorry, Albert. Douglas Cottrell, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, stays with us back with his predictions for 2017. We'll also open up the phone lines, questions and comments for Canada's Edgar Casey. Back with more. Don't go away. Peering into the shadows where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. And uh, we are back with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, remote viewer and uh, trans clairvoyant. His uh, new book is Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ, and previously, uh, Conversations with the Akashic Field. We talked about that uh, the last time Douglas was on the program. Uh, before we get into predictions for 2017, Douglas, tell us about Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. Right. It's, uh, it's our newest book. It's, I'm not sure if you can see it, but it's, uh, I'm looking at the uh, collage of pictures here. Boy, that's taking me back. Uh, Spain and uh, the Pope's chair I was sitting in there. My gosh, where'd you get those pictures from? Wow. Uh, that's Elbert's work, yes. I'm not Elbert, sure. Elbert, uh, I'll buy you a coffee. That's amazing. Very good. And the Avatar, uh, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. This is the book that... Hold it up again, because you're on, uh, you're on uh, the screen. Hold uh, it up. I can't see the screen, but I can see myself. There yeah, just go. hold it up. I got it up. There you do. Okay, good, good. All right. So okay, tell us about uh, it. It's a $50 book, uh, and Doug's got it on for $30, forty nine ninety five for thirty uh, for twenty nine ninety five just right now. Uh, it's a Christmas sale, Boxing Sale Week extended. This is our newest book. Um, this was a, a labor of love. Uh, I'm really a Christian man. I'm a minister, uh, but I'm a minister of uh, uh, what might be considered several religions, it's a multi-denominational rather than an interdenominational uh, uh, ministry, but it's spiritual healing, and of course all the uh, spiritual gifts in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that was guided my life, and this particular book talks about the secret times when Jesus, you know, Jesus became the Christ. Uh, his cousin John the Baptist was the one that uh, baptized him in the River Jordan, and that's when he was initiated, if you will, 
when the Holy Spirit came upon him. And we talk about the hidden years and how he tried to uh, uh, find where the hidden tribes were. It talks about how he uh, approached his miracles and how he was a young man. He was kind of shamed into to, uh, to uh, producing that first miracle. You know, it's the one with when Mummy came along and said, "Hey, son, you know we're running out of wine in the back. Can you, can you do your thing and turn some water into wine?" The wedding at Cana, right? And he reluctantly did so. And he also told his mummy, "said Hey, Mary, meaning Mother Mary, uh, Mum, this is before my time. I'm not supposed to do this That's yet." That's right. So. It talks about those the mystical side of Jesus. If, if you want to find out more about the hidden years, what happened, about the dreams and the angels that guided uh, the Holy Family, this is the book to get. And uh, it's it's a well-done book. It looks terrific, and it's uh, uh, so far being well-received. Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Uh, Dr. Jesus Doug- the Christ is what I like to call him. So... Um, that particular book uh, talks, or sorry, that particular concept, Jesus always spoke about the future. He made predictions, and it talks about them as well. Now, was this book, like your others, written while you were in a in a quantum meditative state and dictated to Douglas Jr.? Right. We've uh, a lawyer friend of ours in Michigan, Rebecca, came up with the term sleeping meditation, and that comes from the sleeping prophet, uh, uh, as as Edgar Casey was referred to. Sleeping meditation is in a state of almost like a hypnotic state. You're in a in-between world. You're one foot on earth and one foot on heaven, as my mentor Ross Peterson determined it. So in this situation, yes, uh, this part of me is kind of sleeping. Uh, it's the ego being set aside and the personality and allowing the uh, powerful, intuitive, spiritual mind to come through that mind that in the Bible call, uh, they call it being in the spirit. So you're in a, a state of alternate, altered consciousness uh, and uh, for a prolonged time, about 45 minutes to an hour. That's about as long as I can go. The heart rate slows down. The respiration slows down. So the oxygen content's kind of low. And so it wears you out over the years. This is 40, 45 years I've been doing it. I've done more than 50,000 sessions. But the point being is that you're in that state and anybody can get there. And as Albert's trying to, he's trying to tap into that uh, alpha level or that that clairvoyant level, and he will as he persists. You get into uh, a deeper and deeper state of awareness or consciousness, ultimately to the point where you're so relaxed, you're kind of almost talking in your sleep. But the point is to set the intuitive mind, as, uh, sorry, the intellectual mind aside, the rational mind with your logic, and all those other things like reasoning and deductive and discernment, and get into the contemplative mind, which is where all the spiritual gifts uh, are there. Telepathy, premonition, precognition, prediction, prophecy, uh, remote viewing, mind projection, etc. All right. Let's uh, let's get into a prediction for 2017. Uh, let's start um, on the geopolitical stage, because there is so much uh, going on in the world, whether it's... Uh, uh, saber rattling between the United States and the outgoing uh, Barack Obama administration, and uh, Syria, of course, North Korea, uh, Iran. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Let's let's start with North Korea, uh, well, because okay. to, to my uh, mind, this I is... believe North Korea uh, was the primary um, hacker of the uh, U.S. election. Not necessarily the Russians. I think they collaborated, or not collaborated, but there was some sort of parallel. 
I had a vision, and I think I said it on your show or in the Coast to Coast one, where sometime in the past where I saw people in New York typing away on computers in a big glass wall building, and then I saw a corresponding glass wall building, and there were oriental-looking people. When I saw in the news uh, a scene in the street in North Korea, which was all lit up and it looked a little bit like Times Square, I recognized it as the view. And that's when I put the deductive aspect that this this uh, election interfering or hacking started in North Korea. North Korea is at war with America. I mean, they're going full out. This is really, really bad. And it's kind of like we're looking at Russia. Mr. T, Mr. T as I like to call him, is for whatever they got on him, whatever he's, the deals he's made or whatever he thinks, I'm not sure, he's... Uh, cozying up to Russia, and that's dangerous as well. So he's overlooking, or something is happening with North Korea that nobody's paying attention to. Well, let me let me ask you specifically about North Korea. The, the, the hacking is one thing, and and North but Korea going for, to go to weaponry. Well, yes, because they're very close to yeah, that's, testing. In 2017, you're going to hear more on this. I think it was three years ago on your show. I told you that around Christmas time there was going to be some confusion in the White House. And the Chinese were going to be flexing their muscles, and certainly they have been doing that in the, in the South China Sea, and they've been putting nuclear-armed airplanes in the air. And North Korea is kind of hiding in the background with these missiles, and they're like, uh, it, I guess you would say this is the, the person in the middle. They keep prodding the two giants. You watch, there's going to be more uh, of this evil man in North Korea who is going to be um, kind of provoking both sides. And I think that's part and parcel why, why Mr. Putin wants to be with Mr. T is they can pair up and go after China or the threat of China in the future. And that's going to come out more and more in February, and you're going to see more in June and July and October. Something really uh, amazing is going to happen, like you know, threats. I see people looking in the sky, and they're afraid. I've also seen, uh, um, I'm not digressing too much, but there's something from space, that something from the sky is going to be scaring the heck out of people. And I think that might be either airplanes or, uh, or something is going to ignite in the, in the air or there's going to be some uh, horrific uh, solar flare activity all combined. And this is all going to be provocative. You know, this is a, this is a one year. You had the numbers up for 2017 uh, and it comes to one year. This is an ego year. This is a year where people are going to be making great strides politically threatening moving to closer and closer to war uh, um, on the, on the productive side we're going to see people back to work huge advances all around the world however it's going to be like a, a mystery while things are, are going ahead full steam in producing bombs and, and manufacturing things the US dollar will be going down, inflation will be rattling its head, gold and silver will be going up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to come back to some of those. I don't want to I don't want to address all of them at once. Let me just remind listeners, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is here with his uh, predictions for 2017 and uh, we will open up the phone lines, questions and comments and uh, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell's website, drdouglasjamescottrell.com. The last name is C O T T R E L L. DouglasJamesCottrell.com, DouglasJamesCottrell.com. And uh, the new books include Conversations with the Akashic Record and Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. Let me just come back to Korea, from North Korea. 
uh, for a moment. And um, the the villain here, this Kim Jong-un, uh, claiming, well, there's some good evidence to suggest that they are very close to being able to arm an ICBM. Uh, and they're not there yet. Uh, but how close are they, number one? And number two, do you do you see anyone attempting to take Kim Jong Un out in 2017? I think you're right. Uh, I just as you said that I can see people. He doesn't allow anybody to stand behind him, and he doesn't allow people to come close to him. He's very uh, afraid of assassination. He is he's like uh, Dracula. He's the impaler. When people attempt to uh, uh, hurt him or assassinate him, he is so vicious and so vile that people uh, won't attempt this. And you'll see some coup or attempt today. I can see the hats that they wear, uh, some soldiers, older men trying to take them out, and they're going to suffer. You're going to hear horrendous executions uh, this year. All right. So uh, it doesn't sound like Kim Jong-un is going to be taken out. He's going to strike first. He's too clever, and he's too... uh, He's a paranoid kind of guy, but Mm -hmm. he... uh, uh, when he stepped into uh, his father's shoes, um, I had predicted that he might be a temperate, that there could be some peace between North and South. Uh, but that would depend on uh, how how he reacted or what happened to him. Then his uncle came in and tried to assassinate him or take over, and I think that uh, pushed him over the edge. You're looking at a very dangerous man. All right, and how close are they to placing nuclear material on an ICBM? I think they already have that. They do? Oh, my. I can see it laid out on the table, bars that look like uh, gray silver bars, which aren't silver, and they aren't bars, but they're probably plutonium or something like that. It it looks like a table. There's about eight blocks. I'm not a physicist, so I don't know what that means. Okay. I'm just telling you what I see. All right. Um, That, uh, yeah, I think everyone is so focused on on Russia right now. that they're forgetting about North Korea, and that's what has me worried. Well, if uh, there there is uh, you know, some correlation between Iran and Iraq, uh, they're going to be pals, um, and uh, you know this thing in Syria is going to die down now. I had predicted that in the New Earth book, and I've done that on your show years ago, about four or five years ago, and that's going to sort of wane. Um, you know, Putin's not a bad guy in as much as the overview. He's, he's a strong man. He's ruthless. He's a bully, as, as uh, John McCain would say. Uh, but he is not vicious. You know, if people toe the line, he's going to go. He's going to try to expand Russia, get the empire back. That's his long-range plan. But he's not. He's not a real criminal guy. No, I, I, as, I think the, as, the as people uh, would look at him. I think during the Senate confirmation hearings for uh, the uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Senator Marco Rubio was trying to get Tillerson to, to condemn Putin as a war criminal. He wanted him on the record to say Putin is a war criminal, and Tillerson wouldn't 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 do it. To his credit, uh, you know, let's face it, Putin is a strong man to be sure. That's what you get over there. Uh, and was Yuri Andropov any better? Was you know the early days under Mikhail Gorbachev? Uh, any better? No, I think not. At least there is some semblance of openness. And yes, it's it's a fledgling capitalist society over there. It's the Wild West. So Putin is is uh, really a man for his time over there. Uh, you know, he's not wearing a white hat, but it's not a black hat either. It's uh, shades of gray. Uh, and I think 
I think uh, that the reason people are bending over backwards to make a connection between uh, Putin and saying they're blackmailing uh, Trump, they're, they're, they're trying to prevent detente. It's that military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about. Uh, they, they are not happy about peace with Russia. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Phone lines open. Questions and comments for Dr. Douglas James Cottrell and his predictions for 2017. Perhaps you'd like to register your own predictions or ask uh, Dr. Cottrell what he sees in 2017. Uh, We're talking uh, geopolitics. Uh, Let me ask you about um, what do you see uh, in terms of a Trump administration and its dealings uh, with uh, with Putin, with Russia, are there areas of cooperation? Uh, do you see the two of them perhaps working together to fight ISIS in in uh, Iraq and Syria? What do you what do you see for Putin and and Trump together as a tandem? Well, I, I think the uh, the real thing is the Senate and the senators. Uh, Congress is not going to uh, uh, be too open. Uh, there is um, uh, a polarizing that's taking place in. Uh, in America, so there's going to be some uh, baby steps towards approaching uh, some fundamental, you know, cooperation. I, I just see it's like they're shadow boxing. They're stepping. There's a dance going on in, in my vision. So I don't see too much really happening. I don't think that there's going to be any, uh, um, you know. Hugs and kisses between the U.S. and Russia. I think more of a shadow boxing. But, but I ha- think the- for example, the first meeting between uh, Putin and 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 Trump, when it happens, if it happens in 2017, how do you see that going? Because Trump himself has said, "I don't know if we're going to get along, but it's worth a shot. And if we don't get along, fine. But how do you see the two of them meeting? How how are they going to get along? Um, you know, I I, I'm, I try to be fair. Uh, but uh, Mr. Putin is a superior politician, superior. So uh, if you want to uh, look at what I'm looking at is Mr. Putin putting on kit gloves or gloves on his hand. So he's going to to uh, to treat Donald in a way he's never been treated before. Uh, Mr. Putin's going to outfox uh, Mr. T on every issue going. And all I can do is see Donald leaning back uh, because he's a, uh, Donald's about to meet a master. Uh, as opposed to Donald just having some hero worship for him. So if there is a meeting, it'll be one of complete surprise. Uh, Mr. Putin will lead Donald into uh, several situations, and Donald will not know how to handle himself. He'll be embarrassed. But I don't think that is like I see Mr. Putin putting on a black glove. That's why I say a kick glove. He's going to be treating, Don- treating Donald. I hope it doesn't mean he's going to beat him up. <laughs> I, but I think he's just going to be, you know, well, like we, we will see. You're, you're the, you're the, um, company conflict. You're the, uh, you know, the, um, the clairvoyant. I'm, I, I'm only going by what I've seen and, and heard and read and, and so forth. I, I think, I think they're going to get along pretty well. There's going to be mutual respect. Um, he certainly can't be outfoxed any more than, um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Um, well, I think as as you asked me, I was looking in my mind just now, and that's what I could see: Mr. Putin putting on a black glove, right. and Donald 
kind of mesmerized by Mr. Putin. Hmm. The same as these generals and other business people that Donald's brought around him. He's mesmerized by these people. Well, we shall see. All right, let's uh, talk about... Uh Let's talk about the stock market and and uh, the the economy. Should be a bit of a down market here for a while. Uh, the U.S. dollar is going to suffer a lot this year. Uh, it's uh, going to be good for manufacturing. Uh, there will be lots of uh, jobs uh, available in in the dirty business things like coal mining and and bomb building and the manufacturing. There will be some hanky panky in the in the financial markets again. Uh, we're going to see the IRS going out and going after uh, businesses, uh, uh, people in minority groups. They'll be targeted. Uh, that'll be too uh, two-sided, good for revenue income for the for the country, and not so good as uh, for the people who are suffering. The business. Well, wait a minute. The, the I, how do you mean the IRS is going to go after? Because uh, the Obama administration, and I mean, it's almost Nixonian the way the IRS was used against certain Christian groups, and also the Tea Party, of course, and and other conservatives. So you're saying that the IRS under Trump will be continue will continue to be politicized. I, I well, again, that's what you're saying. I I find that hard to believe. Well, they're they're going to go after. Uh, uh the groups of people that uh, Mr. Donald doesn't like. And um, it's one way of increasing. The, the country is in dire straits, so so to speak. There'll be, uh, it, it's a time of extremes. Like I'm, I'm saying, on one hand, there's going to be fantastic manufacturing jobs and things created. And on the other hand, it's not going to make sense because the, uh, the markets will be going down and the uh, dollar will be going down. It's because of the complication between the two extremes. I'm looking at these things. I don't know how they're going to come about. Um, I don't think, as I said before, what's going on in the White House is confusion, but the rest of the country, the business community, uh, has the presidency figured out. Uh, they're going to show him how well they're doing, not that they're taking jobs and going south or whatever. Uh, Mr. Donald is going to have a surprise from the uh, president of Mexico. I'm not sure what it is. I just saw him turning the table, like a table turning around on uh, Mr. T. Um, I, what else? Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. There's... Uh, um, Can I, let me ask you about the Dow, because it's been flirting with 20,000. It should take a dive here in the next few days. The next few days? Yeah. How low? I mean, fifteen percent is catastrophic. Where do you see? How how far do you see it? Uh, I, I don't. I haven't looked down. It just it, it should. I see a line going down on about a sixty degree angle, and then it kind of goes sideways. So um, normally after an election it does it, but I had predicted three years ago that there was going to be like a trap door, and there was the slash crash that happened not too long after I made that prediction on your show. And I think this is what it said. It's like a trap door. Um, there's certainly a lot of a lot of millionaires and billionaires lining up, and they're going to take advantage of the country. And by doing that, this is going to maybe affect the stock market in a, in a, in a negative way. All right. Let me see if I do. I have time, Ian, to grab a quick call here. He's shaking me off. He says no. All right, Susan, uh, you're up next. Hold let on me, to your uh, line. Let me Hang say on. that you know that Mr. Trudeau is going to be just fantastic. I've seen. Uh, the leader of the opposition, that lady, the, the, conservative, the conservative party, fainting in the uh, legislature. 
I think the Maple Leafs are going to take it this year. I said last year, if they don't take it last year, they'll take it this year. All right, year. that might be the most startling revelation ever. The Leafs winning the Stanley Cup, you heard it here. Uh, almost as bizarre as suggesting that Trudeau is going to do well. Well, <laughs> i got to beg to differ with you on that one. I think he's going to be uh, in and out in two years. A footnote in history, Prime Minister Kevin O'Leary. Put that down on my prediction list. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is uh, with us. His predictions for 2017. And we also have him on the Hangout on Air. Uh, so, Douglas, if you're hearing this, you've dropped off the line and we are trying to reconnect. Ian is calling you right now. In the meantime, let me remind... Uh, listeners and uh, those of you catching us uh, on the live stream on YouTube, uh, Douglas's website, douglasjamescottrell.com, douglasjamescottrell.com. Let me spell the last name, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, douglasjamescottrell.com, and uh, his latest books, Conversations with the Akashic Record, uh, with a foreword by yours truly, and Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ. And um, while we are trying to reconnect uh, with uh, Douglas, uh, let me just recap some of Douglas's predictions. He just said, as we went to the break, this is the Lollapalooza one. Uh, granted, they've been playing very exciting hockey, uh, but Douglas, you are on the record now. You are predicting the Toronto Maple Leafs are going all the way, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Is that right? That's right. Wow. And if they, and if they do that, guess what's going to happen to the Blue Jays? They're going to go down. No, they're going to win, too. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so I'm, going to, I'm going to give myself an out. I said last year to some people, I don't usually forecast sporting events because people bet money on them, and they lose money sometimes because I'm out in time. People bet money on everything. They will bet money on whether uh, Donald Trump will lose a button during the inauguration. I mean, <laughs> so well, okay, don't let that I, stop you. I, yeah, I just I'm, I'm giving out that precursor. Okay, I'm the psychic guy that I'm not. That what I say is not 100. percent Some people think it is uh, because of my track record. But the point being is that uh, if 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 the if the Leafs win, the Blue Jays will win this year. If the Leafs don't, it'll be next year for the two of them. All right. Uh, let's say hi to Susan. Susan, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm out in Mississauga. Ah, Mississauga. Welcome, Susan. Hi. Your question or comment for Douglas? Yes. Uh, has he returned to the he line He is. Now? We have him back, yes. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Now, um, uh, Dr. Cottrell, you, you might remember me as Susan from Brampton. I was going to try to get down there to see you and meet you in person, but unfortunately I haven't been able to as of yet, but I'm not sure whether you would recall. All right, I don't know if he recalls, but do you have a question for him, Susan? Yes, I was in the midst of a, a very huge lawsuit against a corporation at the time. And uh, what has happened, uh, they would keep putting motions through until they got the right judge, at which point this one certain corporate type, the corporation lawyer for 10 years before they became a judge, struck my statement of claim. And, but... There are ways of possibly getting it back 
to life again. I was in the midst of an appeal when my health became bad. So my question is um, what Dr. Cottrell feels, whether this case will once again come back to life. And my second question is, um, I lived in Shirkston many years ago, and I lived in a spot where uh, it used to be uh, a large railway station in the 1800s, but it was all rebuilt. And But there was so much activity in this place. I'm wondering if uh, the doctor knows of any uh, group that have those monitors where they can test the test out energies. Oh, you think you it know? might be haunted? Is that what you're asking, Susan? Oh, I, I, I definitely, as a matter okay. of fact, I know, I know it is. Okay, yes, so we've got the know? two questions about her court case, Douglas, and then about this particular building and uh, uh, paranormal activity. Yes. Okay, well, the first one is her court case is that they're purposely delaying this, and so she'll run out of money or run out of time. And uh, also, they know your health is not well, so uh, I'm seeing people just holding back that's what I have. Like if you see the monitor, they're holding back. So uh, you still keep going. Um, and I think something in February, about the 12th to the 14th, you're going to get some good news. I can see you clapping your hands together. You're excited. So hang in there a little bit longer. Something around uh, Valentine's Day is going to be favorable for the case. Okay. The uh, thing about paranormal activity, um, I don't know of any particular uh, group, but if you wanted to uh, uh, email... Uh, go on my website, douglasjamescodrow.com, or email the office, info at douglasjamescodrow.com. I'll try to find somebody for you. Um, I know that there are, we have somebody in New York, his name is Eddie, who's coming up to see us in February. He's uh, interested in documenting, uh, documentaries, and we're going to do some experiments, and maybe he will be interested in that. Oh, good. Okay, then. I will definitely uh, be in touch, and I thank you so much for your prediction here tonight, and I oh, okay. uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right, Susan, thank you for My that pleasure. in Mississauga. By uh, the way, the, ne- the next year, the favorite uh, uh, fashion color should be pink and uh, purple. Pink and purple. More, pink and purple, more pink than purple, but uh, they'll be predominant. And... Uh, the oceans are, there's this, you know, we've heard this bloom. Uh, they, LG bloom. LG bloom. Yes. Well, it's, a red, it's a red one now. It's going to spread around to the Indians. It's going to go across the uh, Pacific to the Indian Ocean, and it's making its way around the world. We're going to hear more about that, and we're going to hear about great, I can see great big chunks of ice still falling off Antarctica. I can see the uh, sea level rising in, around Spain and Africa, which I've predicted on your show before, right. where the entire coastline of Africa will be underwater. There's going to hear more about that in the news. And it's going to be hot, really hot around the world this summer. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm, I've been waiting for a nice hot summer. <laughs> well, stock up on bread and, and other things because the wheat and other things going to suffer. Oh, so some, some more drought. All right. Well, um, yeah, there have been what they call calving in uh, the Antarctic. And, and this is not... Um, Uncommon. It happens. It's not necessarily attributed to, to global warming, but the the, the 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 ice breaking off. You mentioned there is a uh, something like sixty kilometers long. I think this this uh, bigger than Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. The cracking in the Antarctic ice, a shelf in the Antarctic. They call it calving, and they say it could break off, but they're not. Uh, scientists aren't particularly worried about that one because it does happen from time to time. But you're saying look out for more of that and. 
you're saying yeah. there will be a, a rise in in, um, in in ocean levels. But you have a different theory. You're not attributing this. You're not attributing this to anthropogenic uh, global warming. You're you're saying this has something to do with the mantle. Yeah, I, I a long, long time ago. I think we were still uh, in the radio station in Sinclair and um, and um, Young Street. And we were talking about, I had a vision, I challenged Dr. Suzuki, I think, on your show for the first time ever. I said that the mantle or the core of the Earth was turning at a different speed than the crust. Years later, some scientists came out, they wrote a paper, and they said they found this amazing fact that the mantle is turning at a different speed than the crust, but that's normal or natural. Baloney. This is what's causing the friction, which is causing the fissures, causing the volcanoes to go off, which is causing the earth to tilt. And um, the, our, our, our natives in the north are saying the stars are going backwards, which means the planet is tilting forwards. The wobbling in the planet, which I've also, we, you and I have discussed over the years, is increasing. Uh, and that's why we're getting this. You know, if you look at the weather charts, the uh, uh, jet stream is going way, way south. It's because the planet is falling backwards. It's it's actually going around the planet in the same place. But don't you think this is all cyclical? We, uh, Mitch Batros is going to be on the show next week from the Science of Cycles. Don't you think a lot of this is cyclical? No, not this situation. We're in a, we're in a. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been a, an amateur pilot, and uh, the, there used to be a wobble. The magnetic uh, North Pole would wobble around, you know, eight degrees or something. Well, now it's forty degrees, and. Uh, um, you know, the North Pole is racing towards the Bering uh, Sea at about 40 kilometers a year. It's actually moving. Oh, magnetic north. Planet. Yes, pole shift. Yeah. yeah. Which which means that, you know, something is in cycle that's major. The uh, sun just changed uh, polarity, right? There was a north slipping to the south, and the north and south were in the same area of the sun, and then right. it was called to be normal. Well, there's I, a 11-year solar cycle, and we're heading into a... Um, I guess, a, what do they call it, a solar minimum in terms of very little solar uh, sunspot activity, which tends to suggest cooling. Well, as, as I said at the top of the, the predictions, there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be some solar activity, uh, enormous. I see people just looking in the, up to the sky and they're scared. We are, we are uh, overdue for uh, some sort of a Carrington-type event, which would be a major uh, electromagnetic pulse from the sun. Uh, let's hope that part of that one trillion dollar infrastructure project, uh, stateside, that they uh, they use some of that to harden their uh, their power grid system, and and uh, we need to do the same up here in, in Canada if we haven't already. Well, well, as always, uh, you know, for people wondering what should I do, buy gold and silver coins, uh, have uh, some food supply for eight months or, or longer, have some water supply. Water is going to be the most valuable commodity in the future. People Where do you see gold going, Douglas? Where do you see gold going this year? I think it's going to go, uh, if it goes past the 1300, it's on its way to 1800. And uh, I can see people in my mind right now scurrying around picking up these bitcoins or coins. Uh, you know, the, the, the future currency of the world is gold. There's a lot of countries already demanding payment in gold instead of U.S. bucks. So uh, it's All right. going to go high. It, I know it's been flirting around, you know, anywhere between 11 and 12, but if it goes past 1300, 
then you're going to see a continuing 18 and then long range 24. All right. And uh, in terms of 2017, any major uh, earth changes, uh, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, you, you should look for Vesuvius and Etna. Um, if the, both of them go off this year, we're in big, big trouble. And uh, I can see, you know, Etna uh, has been, you know, there's been some reports of it. Uh, Nostradamus predicted snow in a, in a city uh, for two days. Uh, and that apparently, uh, uh, I had a friend of mine who is uh, um, somewhat knowledgeable of it and reported to me that that prediction has happened. And that is supposed to be the beginning of his countdown. So um, what we're looking for in Canada, we're going to have a great time here. Canada is going to be floating along, uh, and the weather will be terrifically nice to us. But uh, and the rest of the world, especially we're going to see some between the, the Carolinas, north and south, and through the Great Lakes up to Montreal, I can see that rattling. There will be some reports in Mount St. Hilaire and Montreal, which is there's six volcanoes at the end of the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway. Uh, when I was there, uh, I discovered that, and I had predicted before that the the uh, North Shore um, and and the separation of the St. Lawrence will occur. Now I know why because it's a huge fault and all these volcanoes waiting. All right, we gotta I gotta wrap it up here, Douglas. Um, let me just okay, direct people for to yourself for yourself this year. Expect big things. I can see on the springboard. You're going to be shooting up real high, it's like a like a rebounder, like but not coming back down. It's just a, it's a spring year for you. A spring year for a spring chicken, all right, and a rebounder on the order of Dennis Rodman, perhaps. I don't know. Thank you, Douglas. Always a pleasure. DouglasJamesCottrell.com. Stay well, my friend. My pleasure. God bless. Avatar, The Secret Life of Jesus Christ, and Conversations with the Akashic Records. Thank you to Ian, Albert, and Ryan. Back next week with a brand new show, Mitch Batros from the Science of Cycles. And I hope you'll be along for the ride. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. And oh, I can't remember. It's too late. <laughs> Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. <laughs>